0: This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy merch store on TeePublic. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around TeePublic. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Jose Cardona with Laura Taylor. Hey! Lara, we're going to talk about God of War, but first, I want to acknowledge that the Geek Therapy Network is growing. And we have a brand new blog called Video Game Save My Life, which should be of interest to to anybody who listens to this podcast.
1: That sounds pretty cool.
0: It sounds pretty cool. And it's pretty pretty interesting. The, the blog is being run by Johnny Goodman. Uh, he's out in the UK. And he had this idea that he wanted to basically tell the stories of people who, you know, had video games really affect their lives in a positive way. And we had this conversation, we talked about it. And for a while, like I knew about the blog and finally it's all set up. But then in the about page for the blog, I was reading it again, like after it was already set up, he's on the network and everything. And it says, oh, I wanted to do something inspired by this blog that I saw that wasn't being updated anymore. Hmm. I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. I I think I had read it before, but I didn't click on the link. When I clicked on it, it was a blog by Ashley Birch. What? Yeah, she started this blog back in... Okay, I don't, I don't even want to say a date. You I'm like just sure blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. She's my it, favorite. I know, I know. So <laughs> <why> I thought <laughs> I'd bring it up. Um, I think she started in 2012 and she did the same thing that Johnny wants to do now, to like just collect stories from people who, you know, who had video games really affect their lives in a positive way. And it's funny because when I was coming up with a logo for, for the blog, right? Video Games Saved My Life. The first thing I thought of was a green, like one upper mushroom.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that what she used?
0: That's what she used. She has an eight-bit <laughs> green mushroom, and I didn't. I ended up going with. Um, he wanted to use blue, so I was like, "All right, let me find something blue." And the blue mushroom isn't a one-up; <laughs> like, it, it doesn't. No. It, I was like, "No, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to do that." So it's like a lifesaver instead um, with a D-pad. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool, and but I thought I thought that was really interesting. So Ashley Birch had this. Uh, it's a Tumblr blog. It just kind of stopped at some point. I mean, you know, she's like, she's doing something different now. She so, and I have
1: so much in common.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought you'd appreciate that story, and it, it's still live. It's still, you know, it's it's Tumblr, so it's you know, Tumblr's it's still always, around. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was so great that he was inspired by that, and kind of bummed that it stopped working. So that's cool. All right, so God of War. Specifically, I want to talk about the relationship between Atreus and Kratos. Mhm. So I think I think this is going to be mostly spoiler free. I don't foresee us spoiling
1: There might be some minor minor stuff, super minor, right? Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe. We'll try to we'll try to stay away from spoilers. So if you haven't played the game or you're still playing it and you're interested, definitely stick around because we're not, you know, again, minor minor spoilers. Yeah, and Like our good friend Lauren would say, uh, Dad of War is really what this game is all about. And that's what I want to talk about. And I I wanted to have this conversation with you because after you played the game, you told me, oh, I want to... I I need to write a blog post about this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, what was your blog post about?
1: So I've talked with you... I don't know if I mentioned it on Headshots, but on uh, GT Radio, we've talked about how when I was about when i was 11 i lost my mom um she passed away and essentially this game starts with that like immediately i was like oh i'm gonna click with this game atreus is pro. i'd say you think he's probably like 10 or 11 right like i think he's yeah. like 10 or 11
0: i feel like he, he's 10 yeah i think yeah, i've read somewhere yeah. that he's 10 yeah
1: so about the same age as i was
0: so this didn't like deter you from playing it it wasn't something that made you want to not play okay okay this
1: this definitely I was like this might be a rough game to play but I definitely need to play it and it um it brought up stuff that you know for me that I hadn't thought about in a long time but it wasn't really I don't know it wasn't as hard for me to to watch and go through as I thought it might be some things I I have a hard time with um when i'm watching movies or tv shows with with a the loss of a parent for a child but this was i think kind of for lack of a better word cathartic and hmm. and really helpful in processing some of the stuff i was going through when i was a kid and some of the stuff my dad was going through hmm. w- when he lost my mom possibly i mean obviously my dad is not kratos <laughs> my yeah. dad's a a pretty sweet guy um but he and I have a very similar relationship. We don't talk about, like, we talk about stuff a lot, but it's not, like, deep. Like, we talk about history and current events and and science and trivia and nature, but not really, like, the, the deep, the nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. So, one of the things that hit me were some of the scenes, there are scenes in the beginning... I think they're in the beginning. Maybe it's later on um, where Kratos can hear Atreus talking to his mother's body. Atreus says things like, why couldn't it have been him? And no, I'm sorry. I love I love him, but it's so much easier with you or something like that. And I remember going through that as a kid. I never would want anything to happen to my dad. and But there was this thought of like, my dad was always far off. Um, he traveled for work my mom stayed home with me so she was my primary caregiver and she was the one I bonded with the most and it it was a definite like there were thoughts of like I wish it couldn't I wish it wasn't her why did it have to be her it could have been him and you feel guilty about that it, it was very very similar things I was like they they nailed this in the storytelling, huh. getting these these nuances that a lot of people don't think about, and then watching them have to come together and reform this relationship throughout the whole game. It was like me and my dad having to do that and kind of get to know each other again and figure each other out and how we're going to be just the two of us without this third person helping us kind of communicate.
0: So this game starts right when right after she dies right so
1: yeah they they've prepared the body to do a funeral pyre
0: yeah and and so we don't know how recent it was but it's it's pretty recent right and there was this like the whole adventure that's being that, that you're on throughout this game was set in motion by Faye is is that her their mom, yeah, right trans's mom his name is Faye, right it's Fay who puts them on this journey, everything from even like how she wanted the pyre made with what trees it caused an entire chain of events mm-hmm. which um she again she said she set into motion i'm curious was when your mom passed away, was it sudden or where was there some preparation
1: it It was sudden, so one day she was there, the next she was gone, so there was There was no planning she didn't have and she was fairly young, so she didn't have any plans for what she wanted us to do with her remains or anything like that and part of what I love about this game is, is the whole thing is about processing the grief, figuring out how to fulfill her final wish, which yeah. is to have her ashes spread at the at the top of the highest peak in all the realms, yeah, um,
0: yeah. And so that's something that you didn't have, right? It wasn't like uh, an adventure that you were set on. But you had to figure that out for yourself. You and your dad had to do that on your own.
1: That was part of our adventure. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> just trying to figure it out, and I mean, I have siblings, so it wasn't just the two of us. But I'm much younger than them, so I kind of was like an only child. It's an adventure we we still haven't finished. Um, we we still. Uh, I don't know. Twenty something years later, still haven't made it to the top of the mountain. Hmm. Uh, My mom's ashes have not been spread. So this was a very impactful and like put this fire under me to try and like convince my family to go and take care of this (laughs) kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean like right now?
1: No, not like right now. Oh, oh, like (laughs) but like but like talking to my family to get to get this this process started to, to spread her ashes somewhere and, and have a place to go.
0: But I mean, um, but did you say that the game kind of caused you to start to get that process to, in to, to, okay. Like yeah, to yeah.
1: reminded me to start to talk to them again about
0: it. Yeah. 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 Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow. laughs> That's yeah. a big impact uh, that this well, game had on you. It,
1: well, it is, yeah, it is. And it's a thing because I think about like they, and without spoiling anything, cause you know what, you're trying to do in the game like they get this emotional impact like this emotional feedback that i and this sense of possibly closure that i that i don't have huh. um so that was pretty pretty interesting yeah watching them yeah. go through that
0: yeah well, I'm glad I'm glad you you told us all this because it kind of sets the perspective from which you 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 played the game and which you experienced all of the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, because I think it's I think it's a very unique perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right the the closest thing I I can I, I can even possibly maybe relate to is certain moments in the game where you know you're you are just with one parent you're separated from that one parent like my parents got divorced it's very very mm-hmm. different you know my mom didn't die so but there were still moments in the game that i absolutely related to to atreus so so much and i can and i could see you know moments in my childhood also being played out right metaphorically in in kratos and and atreus's relationship so that's why I wanted you on, uh, <laughs> on, this, on this conversation with me because there's only so much uh, that I could relate to in that sense of it. But I still think that there's so much to appreciate with the way that the game handles the relationship and, and the way it builds up over time. Because like you said, at the beginning, they don't really have a relationship, right? It's obvious no. that Atreus, he talks about how his mom taught him to hunt. And his mom taught him languages and to read and and all these different things
1: and the different pi- types of plants and like all all about the animals and and the giants and the the trolls everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what was Kratos doing this whole time <laughs> these ten years?
1: <laughs> Off chopping, da- I don't know, yeah, chopping yeah. down trees with his axe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and well, and there's there's a comment right where Atreus says like you never you never came out with us. You always stayed back Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of there's there are story reasons for that, that we that we begin to sort of understand um, later on.
1: But it's never fully explained what he was doing.
0: Well, I think I think there's a lot of misdirection. Yeah. uh, In that sense, like you think it's one thing, but then that Mm -hmm. isn't really the thing yeah but doing this without spoilers is fun uh, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that it really doesn't matter right the The point is that he wasn't present in Atreus's life, even though he was there, and now this is his role. He's a father. I really like the fact that you can see him struggling with that too because mm-hmm. he wants to like there's no moment where he he seems to not want atreus. Or, or not want to be with Atreus, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. On,
0: on it, it's the opposite. Like he is extremely protective of him and he wants him to learn to do things. And I don't know, I saw even from the very beginning I saw an appreciation of what Atreus had to offer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there was never a moment where I felt that Kratos was ashamed of his son. There was never a moment where I, he seemed to feel that he was a burden. I didn't feel that way, at least. And like that comes across not only in the way that they behave with each other, but the fact that even when uh, you're climbing up a wall, you do that as Kratos and Atreus kind of like effortlessly gets on his back, you know? Yeah. There's never a moment, not even a physical moment, where, Atre- where uh, Kratos is- seems tired, like to carry his son, you know? Like there's never a moment like that. And when there's a, a fight, he's like, they're doing it together. At, at mm-hmm. every at every moment, so I think that there's like an openness from the very beginning with Kratos that that I found i don't know, I found it surprising,
1: yeah, and I think you know part of it is i mean spoilers for the other God of War games, like he's been through a lot, yep. um he lost his his wife and daughter. I think I remember he killed them,
0: <laughs> yes, he doesn't uh, remember when he the game doesn't starts, remember
1: yeah. until yeah. later, but yeah or Hades does it
0: it was one of those things where like to get his power he needed like the death of all these people and yeah yeah
1: yeah but his family died he was there his blood was all over them his ashes are all over their ashes are all over him yeah um he so he has reason to want to protect Atreus so much yeah and and the fact that he was willing to try to have a family again is is a big deal
0: what one thing that i really love there's a There's a part where we learn um, how the name Atreus was selected, Mm -hmm. and when when we learn that we know we learned that Kratos had really high hopes for his son. You know, he gave him a name based on on a on someone that he admired. So I think Mm -hmm. that even before Atreus was born, Kratos was like at the very least. I don't know if happy, right? But I th- I think he was he was all in, right? <laughs> like yeah. He, yeah. He, he he fought for a name that was really great, you know, that was that that meant something and that um was yeah, just meaningful to him. I don't know. I think all of that stuff is so important to see because even though Kratos is cold and distant, I think it comes mostly from trying to protect his son, right? Like, I'm, I'm yeah, sure he's afraid. Yeah, trying to protect
1: him from his past and himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, like, he, I'm sure he doesn't want to hurt him. He doesn't want what happened to his other family to happen to, to Atreus. And at the same time, like, he's out of practice, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't... Yeah. He's done... He's gone through a lot, and he hasn't had a family in a very, and very long time. And he's got a
1: lot of rage, that Spartan rage inside yeah. him, and he's worried about that, I'm sure.
0: Well, one thing I love about the the way that it plays with the mythology is, like, there's no... Sense of time between the last God of War and this one—you
1: just right? know he had time to grow a beard. That's it. That's <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a lot of time has passed. He is, but he's very much Kratos, and he's he's in this new role. And again, like the way that that uh, relationship develops over time, there there are certain things that I really, I really, really appreciated. One was the conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. So this game, it takes the opportunity every time uh, you climb. So Atreus gets on your back and that's a time for a conversation. And then the other times are when you're on the boat, right? Those times, sometimes when you're walking, but the way it's scripted is so cool because these moments it's like, okay, we're only going from point A to point B, so we're going to have a conversation. And if you went really fast or were interrupted- The
1: conversation would like end.
0: It would end, but it would also pick up afterwards. Yeah.
1: I stayed in the boat. Just to Mm -hmm. listen to the whole thing before getting on the land. But yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But if you stopped and then you came back, it would be like, oh, you know, before we were talking about this thing, let me finish that story. Like that's the way it's scripted. It's so cool Mm -hmm. because those moments matter. Those moments are so important to their relationship, not only because of the exposition, but because of, because those are like intimate moments between them that are so important. And the game is designed, you know, to force you to (laughs) to have those experiences. It's not a cutscene that you can skip through.
1: No, it goes along while you're just trying to explore the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. And then um, kind of the second thing that we're introduced to in the relationship is the square button. So it's always an option to basically call Atreus, right? Or or, or order Atreus, basically. Like you aim, mm-hmm. and it's like, Atreus, shoot, Atreus, do this. But I've, I I saw it from the very beginning as a way of being connected with the mm-hmm. with Atreus, right? So you are you are Kratos, but there's still this connection to him. And you know, I, I guess I could see it as maybe he's just being obedient, but it felt good that he was there. And also in battle, there are these like everything's playing out, you start getting attacked, and he's constantly calling out mm-hmm. and they're they're speaking to each other. And as the game progresses Kratos starts telling him like oh like you're doing a good job like you, you yeah. did well after after a battle and you see Atreus coming into his own like at first he's like distant and then later on he's just like jumping in there and choking people <laughs> it's, it's, yeah yeah it's, it's pretty cool but there are these moments when Atreus is under attack
1: and you have it, to save him.
0: You have to save him. But I, I love the way it is. Like I, I think the camera pans over, mm-hmm. and there's like this red. There's something red that happens, right? I'm not. I'm I think not,
1: th- he gets his button or something in the corner gets blocked off, and then some red thing goes over his head or something.
0: Yeah. So it's like a visual cue and audio cue, and but it's like your focus shifts in that direction. Right mm-hmm. and I don't know if this happened to you, but there were i I didn't use my rage meter a lot, right, my rage mm-hmm. mode and but there were moments when when atreus was in trouble, I kind of instinctively used it, huh, I was like, oh no, I gotta go, I gotta go over there, I gotta go take care of this. He never died on me and and really he can't die, right? He kind of just faints yeah. and then comes back afterwards, but just. I don't know. I got really into it. So the idea of Atreus getting hurt or someone hurting him badly, you know, that he's in danger had me going again, like raging, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) literally just hitting the two buttons and going and taking care of it because I didn't want him to get hurt. I don't know if in the moment I'm thinking like, oh, I don't want to have to restart this battle from the beginning, but (laughs) but but I don't know. I think it had a lot to do with, oh, that's my son. You know, like I'm I'm taking care of him. I don't want anything to happen to him. And again, like I, I feel I don't know how much of the game actually shifts focus. Like I feel like the camera moves over, but I may be wrong. It may be just I don't that-
1: remember it necessarily shifting over. But I do remember like trying to hit my button for arrows and like it's like you can't do that. And then I'm like, oh, what mm-hmm. happened to Atreus? Like I was yeah. not as attentive, but I knew he wasn't gonna die.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe I just focused on him, right? Like maybe I I moved the more. camera over, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. I never ignored when he was getting hurt, and I don't know. Like it's it's different from when you have another NPC. And it's like your partner or somebody you just picked up versus your son in the game, you know, someone that you're building Mm -hmm. this relationship with over time.
1: There are parts of the game, and this is is not really spoilers, but there are parts of the game where Atreus is not there because of whatever reason. And I found myself getting a little bit anxious, like, what do I do without Atreus? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what am I going to do? He can't read the things for me. He's not there on my back. Like... I can't watch him. He can't shoot the arrows. Like, what? How am I going to do this without him? And I think Kratos is probably feeling some of that too. Like, what am I going to do without my son?
0: It feels very lonely too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It
0: feels very, very lonely because Atreus is always there. And he's always, there's always like this curiosity. And he's always talking like a kid yeah. does. He's always
1: <laughs> talking. And then there are times <laughs> where Kratos has to be, boy, quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trace is always talking and reacting too
1: mm-hmm. to everything and asking questions about everything. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I put a lot of my research points or XP points or w- whatever it was into Atreus from the very beginning, so I pretty much had Atreus as as strong as I could always. So he wasn't like his contributions to every battle were a big deal because mm-hmm. I could do I was doing so much damage with with Atreus and. That was that was how I fought, you know? I went into every battle and I kind of strategically took care of people with Atreus and then went through and I was I was constantly hitting that square button throughout every battle. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, right? That's not something that you have to do. It's not um required, but the option is there and I chose to to play my battles that way. And so yeah, when he's not around, it's like, "Oh man, I, I miss Atreus." <laughs> I don't know, I think, I'd think i I'd like to think that the game was designed with that in mind. And mm-hmm. it definitely, definitely worked on me. As the game progressed, he was more and more important to every battle because he, he got stronger. Yeah. Even though I was getting stronger too. But he was, yeah, super helpful. Yeah, when you think back to that, like that first ogre battle, or that first troll, it's like, meh. You know, he's not helping at all, really. It's like his, uh, yeah. his arrows aren't doing much, but at, at the end, oh yeah. And later on in the game, you know, they're basically in sync Right, like every battle mm-hmm. isn't just—it doesn't feel like two separate people. It's them together, you know. And there are moments where it's—it feels so badass, you know. It's so yeah, cool yeah. when they're working together. Oh man, I—I I love the way that it built up to that. I oh, it was so so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think not only like you see that in the action, but then you also see that in the story. Like yeah. slowly, they start opening up to each other because they're both hiding things from each other, and then they start opening up and it's, I don't know, it's like you see this relationship progressing. You see these two people getting to know each other. And I bought it. I bought it from the beginning Mm -hmm. all the way up to the end. And I thought that it was rewarding to see them go through that.
1: Right, And on on my end of things, I saw things like there's a point where, I mean, there's several points where Atreus is pissed off at Kratos. Like that is most of the game. He's an angsty almost teenager and he lost his mom so that's what he does that's what i did but i remember a scene where he like lashes out at kratos for saying something like you don't even miss her or you don't you didn't even did you even love her or something like that and kratos is like something about like i'm going through this in a different way and that was really impactful um One of, one of my things is, like, I am an advocate for no two people grieve in the same way. Yeah. And they showed two very different ways. And they were fairly accurate for how the two of them should be grieving. I mean, and should be is not necessarily, like, I think kids and adults grieve in different ways. And especially such a closed-off guy like Kratos is going to not really talk much and be a little gruff. And, I mean... Who wouldn't be
0: Yeah, if he was wiping away tears, you know, every five minutes, that would be uncharacteristic of Kratos. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. But he does the best he can for being thrown into now having to take care of a son who is going through his own process. There are times where you see him like try to reach out and touch Atreus on the shoulder and then pull away because he's not sure if it's okay.
0: That's a real moment. <laughs> it's a real moment. That kind yeah. of
1: thing happens, and I never—I don't think I ever said anything like "Did you even love her?" or anything to anyone in my family when I was young. But I do know that I did kind of feel that way because they weren't showing feelings in the same way that I was as an eleven-year-old girl. So, um, yeah, I've—I've yeah. I've, was very much like Atreus and showing it like on the surface um and everybody else was a little more stoic and i think part of that is you have to be strong for the kid yeah there are lots of lots of little moments like that that really were touching and really sold it for me i was like oh my gosh this is this is what happened This is my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With without
1: Um, my my life without crazy Norse gods and um and trolls and
0: bows and arrows,
1: bows and arrows and magic axes and like and dwarves. There were other moments like um. There's a moment where Atreus uh when he's without kratos we were talking about the separation earlier and he doesn't know whether he's coming back or not and he feels like he's been abandoned yeah and after that in the little dialogue when they're when they're walking around he's like whatever Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh and i'm like oh that was so me and i was so annoyed the whole time because you're playing as kratos so you kind of fill those shoes and i was so annoyed and i'm like god is this what i did to my dad (laughs) <laughs> uh, I felt for him so much for having to put up with my my mouth and my <laughs> and my attitude. I just it was it was a great scene. I I really think anyone who wants to know what what a parent or a child could be going through after losing their their spouse or their or their mother just just play God of War.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Atreus's portrayal of a child. Mm-hmm. Was like very childlike, you know, like yeah. nothing that Atreus did in this game felt like, come on, you know, come on now. You know, no kid would do that. It's like, no, absolutely. He's excited because of all the things that he's seeing. He reacts to, you know, he's like, wow, oh, like you're really strong, Dad. Like, since when can you do that? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. um,
0: everybody that he meets, he's like asking them questions and he's super friendly and anything. Like, he's excited about everything and super curious.
1: And butting into everyone's relationships and trying to like fix things. And it's- absolutely. And
0: he's not afraid of, uh, of Kratos in, in certain senses, right? Like, he, he's willing to call Kratos out on things he's willing to ask him questions that other people would never ask him you know mm-hmm. and so i don't know i feel like he was definitely a kid And there is this, there's this one moment in the, around like the middle of the game, right? Where you, you as Kratos are separated. Like this happens a few times, right? You're separated from Atreus. But this particular time, right? Like Atreus, again, like you said, he feels abandoned. And that is one time where I can absolutely relate. Again, I mentioned my parents got divorced when I was little and I didn't have my mom around. And then my dad wanted to remarry. And I ended up basically like, I, I ended up not living with my father. Or my Mm -hmm. mother. So there was a time when I lived with neither of my parents. And I couldn't believe basically that both of them had left. Mm -hmm. And man, I don't remember how annoying or how big of a pain in the ass I was during that time. (laughs) But I, I can guarantee you that I was not a happy kid. That Mm -hmm. is, that is not a a happy memory. And I absolutely remember being, definitely having an attitude, being very snarky Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the time because I don't know what else to do. (laughs) And so that whole time when, when Atreus is like that, it's also one of the moments where, I don't know if you saw it this way, but I feel like Kratos showed some remorse. Mm -hmm. Like he seemed to feel bad about what had just happened.
1: Because he didn't, cause he didn't realize what happened. And then when Atreus is able to to say, like, in his really pissed off way, like, "This is what happened. You left me." Kratos seems to realize, "Oh, what happened?" Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and feel like it wasn't necessarily his fault, but also like he felt guilty about it.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the feeling I got. Again, a lot of this stuff, you are projecting tons onto these two characters, Yeah, right? No. From, from your personal experience. <laughs> and there, and there's so much of that going on for me too. And there, again, there are moments where I think I remember Kratos showing like f- that he was feeling bad, but maybe I felt bad. I don't know. You know, <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure.
1: I think he said something afterward, but I, yeah. I think so. Again, in the,
0: the point is, I felt bad. Right. that's Kratos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I felt really bad about, about what had just happened. And, and I think that that is something that this game does really, really well. Like, the reason why this game is so special is because it allows you to feel all, all, a lot of different emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, like, you're playing out a, a version of, of your childhood And even though that isn't basically (laughs) superpowers, um, even though for most people it isn't the case, I still think this game does really well with making the player feel certain emotions, or at least setting it up Mm -hmm. in a way that they can feel something. And and I mean this like across the board. Like the way that axe feels is incredible. What other weapon in a video game feels like that? It is. I remember talking to you
1: about it before and being like, I feel like Thor. Yes, from the yes. Marvel movies. I feel like Thor. I'm pu- I'm calling Mjolnir to my hand. Only it's the Leviathan axe. Like, and it was hard for me at first to remember when to recall it. But then it became really easy as I and like second nature going through.
0: And it never got old. You know, like every single time I forgot the axe somewhere, and then I hit it, and then it took a long time to get there. And I heard it like clanging, mm-hmm. you know, and hitting walls and stuff. Every single time it made me smile. And every single time it came back to you, it was like. Oh, you know, it's like it was strong. It was powerful. And I mean, and by the end, you know, if you... I think that this game has a really great combo system and it's pretty complex. And Mm -hmm. once you get into it, you're throwing the axe. It bounces off someone's head. You call it back. You throw it somewhere else. You jump in. Like You can do so many cool things and just feel so powerful and just feel like such a badass.
1: That is, if you're you're really good at those things and don't need to play... (laughs) I mean I I liked that the way they named the the levels I think it was like give me a story or something focus yeah. on the story or something yeah. and I really like playing on that one it was just the right amount of difficult for me <laughs> it allowed me I, to focus on this deep storytelling
0: Yeah yeah I played it on on easy mode also or or you know give me a story mode and I felt that at some point it was it did feel a little too easy but mm-hmm. it was fine because I was I felt even more powerful. You know, I felt powerful enough that it wasn't.
1: You felt like a god
0: of war. I felt (laughs) like a god, yes. (laughs) It was like, but that part, like, again, there's a feeling to it. We've partnered with TeePublic to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on TeePublic. Visit geektherapy.com store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com store to get some GT merch. And so I think that they they really nailed feeling in in other areas, right? We've mostly mm-hmm. been talking about, about the relationship. And I'm, I'm curious if there are any in particular that maybe I haven't mentioned. Like uh, I had it written down, um, like curiosity. I don't know if that's an emotion, but you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> like like I felt, like I, I genuinely felt Atreus' curiosity.
1: I wanted to find all the things.
0: You, you all, wanted to all find the... all the things, yeah.
1: <laughs> I still haven't found all the things, but I really want to, I mean, I'm also, I, I like to say that I'm a completionist in games. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like to find all the things, get all the stuff. I've never, you know, gotten all the trophies on a PlayStation game, but.
0: You're a completionist that doesn't complete
1: stuff. Exactly. I yeah. feel bad about yeah. myself <laughs> when I don't complete things. But Atreus would say things like, we can do this or we can just explore. And I'd be like, let's go explore. (laughs) Let's go find all the stuff.
0: That's another example of like Atreus being curious, right? He's like, hey, like we have options now. Could we go, I hear this is pretty cool. Can we go do that? And Mm -hmm. like, I feel, I feel really weird. There are two entire realms that I never, like I never saw. I I haven't seen them yet. I know, I know. I'm I'm very curious. I need to, I still want to check them out. Like that's something that, that I felt was conveyed, you know, really, really well. I feel that, Atreus's anger about mm. about the death towards his father. I felt like I could really understand his his anger and I felt that that came across really really well did you did you feel that also? Did oh
1: definitely. Yeah. like I like I said I and we've been talking about how I'm projecting onto the but like <laughs> I could feel it from both sides. I could feel Kratos's anger and frustration about losing his wife and and now having the kid. That he has to deal with that he doesn't not that he has the kid but he doesn't know what to do with him and I could feel a anger and see myself in the like why did you leave me why did she have to be the one that died why can't things be the way they were before I'm sure he was happy with his life and I mean this gave him an adventure to go on so it's kind of the, there's also these bittersweet feelings you have throughout the game of wanting to explore and have this adventure. But also there are some, there are some flashbacks and things of like being at home and like he'll, Atreus will talk about how things were. And sometimes you can hear in his voice when he's talking about his mom and what she taught him this, like, well, why didn't you know that she taught me this? Like, (laughs)
0: yeah. Yeah. I felt like they loved her a lot also. Mm -hmm. And Man, I think that that's something really hard to convey in a, in a in game. In a game, yeah. Yeah. You had to have those moments where you had to build the pyre as Kratos. Mm-hmm. You had to take a moment where you told Atreus to keep going and then you stayed behind and you grabbed the ashes, right? Like you. those small moments showed mm-hmm. you that this person was really important to them and it gave you a sense of how... They felt about her again, like atreus won't shut up, so I mean it's pretty clear <laughs> you know that they spent so much time together and they did so much, but then you also hear from Kratos like your mother was a great warrior, you know, like mm-hmm. your mother was this, your mother was that, and then you hear other people talk about her as well, and there's this great admiration for Faye I don't know like it was it was something that came across very clearly you know like at no moment that I think well it's stupid that I'm taking these ashes up to this mountain you know right and another I, I I think That's really the goal of the game, right? It's to reach the top of the mountain. And that is always clearly your goal. And everything else that happens is kind of like a nuisance, right? It's like a- Yeah, and Kratos even
1: says it. like He's like, we only do what we need to do to get to the top of the mountain. Like everything is just- side stuff to help make them strong enough to do this
0: yeah 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 and when something shows up it's like oh you know it's like it's just
1: distra- another distraction <laughs> yeah
0: Ugh. and it's funny because i felt that way too i stopped playing at two different instances and it was kind of that feeling it's like oh like these people are not gonna let me go to the mountain because ironically <laughs> i i thought that we would just go to the mountain and then other stuff would happen in the game mm-hmm. but that but that's like but that's it you know i hope that's a minor spoiler right but like basically the the all of these other things happen on the way there mhm and i don't know like i i felt like i was really feeling what these characters were feeling um i really felt like I remembered what it felt like to feel alone, you know, when Atreus felt like he was alone. And I felt alone when Atreus when, uh, when you were Kratos and you didn't have Atreus with you. Everything like I don't know, everything the the way the game looks, the way it works with silence, you know, mm-hmm. when there needs to be silence, there's music when there needs to be music. It was just so much. It was an emotional roller coaster and most games aren't that way. And I don't know, I Like again, it really is uh, special. Are there any other like uh, emotions or moments that kind of stand out to you?
1: I think there's a point where you can feel Kratos' like frustration and disappointment when Atreus learns something and then his attitude shifts and he starts to really become full of himself and say things that he wouldn't normally say that were really mean to people. I remember being like, I was annoyed with him before when he was, like, being a a little brat, like, whatever. But this was, like, actively, like, that was a passive, like, thing against Kratos. This was actively saying things against other people, and it didn't seem like him. And I was like, when is this going to be over? And that's like having a kid too. When is this going to be over? <laughs> like, <laughs> When are they going to start acting like themselves again?
0: Also, in a game where you punch your way through all your problems, it was great to see that Kratos didn't, like, he just kind of let it happen. Mm-hmm. This, this is the way I remember it. I don't know what's gotten into him. I'm just going to give him some space. <laughs> let him say what he's got to say. But then there's,
1: a, then there's a point where he's finally like, knock it off.
0: It's also, I don't know, like, like how did you feel about that? Like how he handled that?
1: I think there's more lead up to it with Mimir and comments from other people that are trying to be gentle with him. I think Kratos handles it the best way that a guy can. When you don't know what to do with a kid, you have no, like, I think about the fact that I know plenty of people in my life who, I work with kids, I work with people who work with kids who have kids, like, they seem to have a good head on their shoulders. This guy's never had to deal with a snotty kid. Like, this is not just, like, a little bit of attitude, like, don't talk to me. This is, like, snotty. I think he handled it okay.
0: There, there's something about, there are so many ways that it could have played out. He could have, like, I don't know. He never hit him. Exactly. You know, that like that's.
1: And for a guy that is built on anger, that is his, that is his superpower, literally. Spartan rage. His superpower. And he never, like, he'll he'll be gruff and maybe yell, but he he I think, for the most part, from what I remember, he stops himself and backs off
0: so so like he's he he yells right in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean we we joke about it, right boy, boy, exactly right it's it's like he's very loud. I don't remember a moment in the game where he's yelling at Atreus, and atreus seems afraid.
1: No, it would be more like disappointed in himself or sad that he upset his father. Yeah. But not afraid that he was going to hurt him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or even um, like he might be angry, right? Like he, like I remember him kicking stones and like, you know, like putting his head down, like, you know, like fine, whatever, you know. But there wasn't, there was never a moment where this mountain of a man, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) Who, who like, showed throughout the game, like, that he could basically lift mountains also.
1: <laughs> yeah, know? he could he could literally break Atreus in half.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel that there was never like they never explored this possibility that Atreus might be terrified of his father. But I think it's because we never really get into a place where he scares Atreus. Hmm. I don't know if um, there is a scene where that happens, where Atreus seems terrified of his father, but I don't remember it. And overall, he seems to respect his father, but I don't feel that he's afraid of his father. And I think that that's really important because in, in difficult situations like this, or even in just complicated uh, relationships, right? Father, father-son father relationships, any parent with any any child, there c- there can be that fear, you know? There can mm-hmm. be how many parents have we worked with right where the like oh you know like i want him to be afraid of me it's like well like, you know that's like that's not really healthy you know that's not really healthy yeah. <laughs> and i yeah. feel like overall it felt like a healthy like a relationship. respect instead yeah. of a fear yeah yeah and that i've been thinking a lot about that not like you know they were going to have an you're going to have an option to smack you know a trace upside the head or or actually hurt him or even but that's like that's not part of the story because that's not who these people are.
1: Although in previous God of War games, I w- wouldn't be surprised if that was the kind of option you get. Those games are very different. This is all story driven.
0: Well, there's, what is it? Is it God of War 2 that starts in the hot tub?
1: I think so. But the third one, there are some things that were really questionable. Especially, I, I know kids that want, like, young kids that wanted to play those games. I was like, absolutely not.
0: But do you remember exactly what happened in the? In there were the there scene?
1: were sex there were sex scenes and and I think you hit women and yeah because in the
0: second one there was a scene I, I think it was a hot tub at the beginning so you start there and it's like oh you know these women in their hot tub and the the implication is that they're naked in the hot tub like you just had sex with them and then but you can use the blades on them and just like kill them and get the oh, and get the red yeah, stuff that's you know. Right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, it was over the top in that way, right? And you're right, like, Kratos is very different now. I don't know, like, even, even with his son, I don't know, like, there was no indication that that was ever an option.
1: And I think throughout the game, he's trying to teach his son to be better than he used to be.
0: That he says as much. Yeah, Multiple exactly. times. Yeah.
1: he's trying to, He's trying to change things and change himself and do what most parents want to have their kids have a better life and be better than they were.
0: So, and there's actually a moment towards the end of the game where Kratos, like I couldn't believe when these words came out of his mouth, but he said, we had to do this because we had to break the cycle. Mm -hmm. And that choice of words really, really surprised me because break the cycle is a phrase used in domestic violence, yeah. in abuse, the the idea that, you know, like parents abusing their children have, you know, those children will abuse their children, et cetera, et cetera. And so when Kratos says that, it kind of reframes some things about the game. Like I think that's when I started thinking about um, the relationship between Kratos and Atreus in that sense. I mean, and I, I th- I'm almost certain that I'm taking that comment out of context <laughs> mm-hmm. um, from what the the game was trying to, to say or do. But it still surprised me that they used that term, especially when it's a, a game about the relationship between a father and a son. Mm-hmm. Did you think about that at all when that came up?
1: I remember it like jumping out at me. And it is something like one of the wor- lines that I remember the most because all these other ones I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I do remember him saying we have to break the cycle. It definitely, when you see, go through the game and see how things progress and the different, the different ways characters interact with each other, I think it's like a line in the sand for Kratos. Like, this is where it ends. We're, we're done doing this thing. We're done being like that.
0: And if you read into it, right, it's, it's parents doing stupid stuff to protect their children. Yeah. It's children fighting with their parents. And in his case, like he killed his father in previous yeah. games. Here it's like no more children killing their parents, no more of this. Again, I think that that's the cycle that he's talking about, which isn't domestic violence or domestic abuse, but it's. I guess you could make the stretch for a metaphor there, but
1: it's like a it's uh... like bad parent. It's bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, 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 It's yeah. Bad parenting. Want well,
0: simplify it? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Again, like I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain I'm taking it out of context, but it really did jump out at me because of the of the great relationship that I think Atreus and Kratos have. And one thing that I read about the game is that all of the other relationships in the game are also are supposed to be mirrors of Kratos and and Atreus. Mm-hmm. So all the relationships in the game are really like they're dual, right? They're they're two people. Yeah. They have ups and downs and, and they they have very different situations right? That they're dealing with and they handle them very differently, but they're still pairs of two people having to deal with something. I don't know. And I thought, I thought that that was, that was uh, a great way of also like fleshing out the world with, with other characters, but also being all about relationships.
1: And it's a good chance for Atreus to see different models of, of how thing how people interact with each other and he seems to learn from some and try to push others in different directions with what he's learned, and he he grows throughout the throughout the game.
0: I definitely think so. I definitely think so. Definitely. <laughs>
1: he hit, he hits a little rough patch, and he works through.
0: Which is you know not out of the ordinary for a kid at that age or in that situation. Exactly. I don't know. I think that's kind of everything. I All of the, the big uh, points that I wanted to touch on in the game. Is there anything else that you wanted to include in that uh, blog post that maybe we haven't touched?
1: Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else. I think we hit most of what I wanted to mention. It really is a, a very... I feel like it's a very important game, uh, especially to me and and the experience I had and helped me realize a lot of things and help me have a, a better respect. Like I've always respected my dad, but a better respect for him and what he had to go through. Cause I wouldn't want to deal with a kid going yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I want to add something to, to something I said before. I, I didn't, I don't think I found the correct words when I was trying to say, trying to talk about, you know, before the break the cycle thing and kind of the, like, yeah, obviously it never went to physical abuse, but I don't think that there was ever any emotional abuse either. When I said that the relationship is healthy, it was healthy. I think it was normal, but it was also Kratos, like just shut up and let Atreus have his tantrum for a bit. And then he stepped in when, when it was becoming, when he was getting careless or he was, it was when literally it was dangerous you know? Mm-hmm. And then he was protective again. I think there's a there's a lot to be said about what parents do to protect their children. And mm-hmm. because a lot of what parents do comes from that. And a lot of what they do is not always the healthiest uh, way to do it. Yeah. But nothing stood out at me where I was like, oh, Kratos, you messed up. Like that was, you know, and, and again, we're talking about a a, a guy who's pretty quiet and pretty rough in the way that he talks. But yet still, when he was talking to Atreus, it never felt... Again, I didn't feel like it was abusive, you know? I didn't feel that he was mean to his son. I feel like he was pretty coarse, maybe.
1: I think he was (laughs) practical and protective and he was trying to look out for him and and do the best by him that he could. There were a few moments in the game where I was like, would you guys just talk to each other? It would make everything better. Um, but like, but that's, that's something that you have yeah. to
0: build up to. And I think that yeah. the game built up to it. Yeah. You know? When- well,
1: and that's the same kind of thing that I do with the, like I think in my head when I'm talking to, working with clients and their families, it's like, just talk to each other. <laughs> if you told your parent this, they might understand. And if they don't, it gives you a chance to work it out. And it was the same kind of thing with these with these two in this game, but they do eventually talk to each other.
0: You know what? It's a lot easier for our clients when they have a facilitator like us. Exactly. And
1: they didn't have. Well,
0: they did.
1: They did. (laughs) They did. (laughs) Oh, I just thought of that
0: because there were so many things where where um, oh, what's his name? Um,
1: Mimir.
0: Mimir. Mimir was like hey, Kratos, like, uh, <laughs> like. so what's going on with the kid, you know? And, like, he'd make comments that would obviously be addressed to both of them, you know? And he was constantly trying to be that, that facilitator for them. And I think
1: that he... He would make a great family therapist.
0: He would, he would. You know, I would love <laughs> to hear from the development team if at some point they... Like, this conversation we were just having, right? Like, I don't, I don't think you can just have that conversation right again we have clients it's like you can't just force people to talk to each other or to talk about difficult topics right sometimes you need to build up to it
1: and mimir did a pretty good job of the like subtle subtleness
0: yeah and i wonder if the dev team at some point was like you know like we need to we need to we need that subtlety right we need we need to kind of ease into it what can we do oh maybe we add you know wish they had a therapist. Oh, maybe we can give them a therapist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Least, I really I do think that, yeah. that he causes a turning point in their relationship.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he's, he's,
1: like, he, he's also like Atreus and he doesn't shut up.
0: He doesn't shut up. <laughs> but he's also like, again, he's like, an obs- he's observing. He's a voice of reason at many times. Mm-hmm. He's... You know, like again, maybe not a therapist, but definitely a facilitator to yeah. help them, to help move the relationship along.
1: I mean, he's and, a, he's an outsider; he's an impartial third party that can that can see things that they can't because they're too invested and too in the emotion. Yeah, it also
0: helps us check in with what Kratos is thinking at times because he's asking him. You know, he's asking a lot of questions, so we get information. About how everybody's feeling and what they're thinking. And because, things that like
1: Kratos wouldn't tell Atreus. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And we get that because Mimir asked the questions. Yeah. good old Mimir. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think he's more, like my favorite character. He's, in, he's in pretty in great. He's pretty great. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's pretty great. Oh, man. Yeah. So there was... A lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, um, a lot of stuff going on. Lots of things. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we could write a couple blog posts about this, mm-hmm. so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> such a, Again, just such a, a special game. We hope. We, I hope we didn't uh, spoil too much in the game. I, f- I think we did a good job. Yeah. I think we did a good job. And if you played the game, I'm sorry for us uh, like, tiptoeing around certain things.
1: <laughs> but you know what we're talking about. You know.
0: And it is, it's just so good and so satisfying, you know?
1: 10 out of 10.
0: (laughs) Most people gave it a 10 out of 10. It is very highly reviewed. What a game, what a game. All right, so thank you, Lara, for not only for like coming on the show and, and having this conversation, but for like being so open about it and, you know, and sharing that perspective. And like, for me, it's really important to hear you say that, you saw yourself like you had that situation or very Mm -hmm. similar situation and playing through it not only like was it cathartic but in a way it's like it set you on your own new journey right with your family similar Mm -hmm. to the one in the game like i don't know i think i think that's all incredible thank you so much for sharing that
1: well thanks for listening
0: (laughs) so this has been headshots on the geek therapy network uh you can find more episodes of headshots at headshotspodcast.com we're at HeadshotsCast on Twitter. I am Josue A Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Let us know on the GT forum if you agree or disagree with any of the things we're talking about. If you can relate to uh, Lara's story, Kratos and Atreus' story, or or what you thought or what you experienced from from this game. Again, super special game, amazing. Ten out of ten, according to Lara, it's mm-hmm. really good.
1: <laughs> I'd even give it an eleven out of ten.
0: You can, you can. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening and we'll be back in 2 weeks. You've just listened to Headshots on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. Discuss this and all episodes on the network by visiting the Geek Therapy forum at forum.geektherapy.com. And for extra content including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at
1: patreon.com/geektherapy.